Welcome to the Toxin Terminator, helping people to restore and renew their health by removing the toxins from the home and their lives. Join in as industry thought leaders help you understand the physical and emotional effects these products can have on you and your family, and the safe alternatives you can use to remove the hidden toxins for renewed health. Now, please welcome your host, the Toxin Terminator herself, Amy Carlson. Okay, and welcome back, everyone. Today, we have Dr. Christopher Shade. He has his bachelor's in science and master. He also has earned his PhD in environmental and aqueous chemistry. Um, he has gone on to get into analytical chemistries of mercury and advanced aquatic chemistry. These are like way over my head, but we're going to learn more about them. He has his PhD in, um, during that time, he patented analytic analytical technology for mercury um, speciation analysis. So there are like apparently multiple different species of mercury out there, right? Is that what yeah, I'm hearing? Uh, yep. So when we say you've got mercury poisoning, there it's like any number of mercury poisonings that it could be. Well, there's a lot of different routes in, and then the different forms kind of go into different areas. There's a lot of similarity in the manifestation, but there's differences too. I love this. So he, this is a very analytical brain we've got working with us today, and, and I love that. He is also the founder of Quicksilver Scientific. Uh, this is a commercialized, his technology. They have products available. Um, they fund um his he turned his attention to the human aspect of mercury exposure the toxicity of it and how our human detoxification system works and i am all about those topics with the toxin terminator today on a, this episode we're going to learn about the tools that he developed the analytical tools and the systems of products that he has to re, uh, measure and remove um, metal toxins in our body we're going to learn how those metal toxins affect our neuroinflammatory issues, how they affect our immune system, how they're toxic into our body, and how they are really promoting infection. And then we're going to learn how we can peel all those layers back of the dysfunction and allow our bodies to really right themselves um, the way that they should. So Dr. Shade, I'm so grateful for having you come on the episode today. Thank you. Thanks, Amy. I'm happy to be here. You bet. So you are so have so much information that I am so interested in, because first of all, I want to talk about what does detox look like in the body? Because we say that a lot, but what does that really look like? Yeah. So if we like shrink ourselves down to these uh -huh. little, little cameras and we go in, it was like the movie, fantastic, uh, fantastic voyage or fantastic journey. <laughs> into the body, but we got to get so small that we can look at a chemical level. And, uh, and detox is essentially using chemistry that you have to grab a toxin. You're going to link it onto something that you have, and then you're going to send it through a series of transporters. It's like this relay race out of the body. So if we're inside a cell and mercury, say, gets into the cell, okay. we're going to link something called glutathione onto it. 
Now we make glutathione. It's an antioxidant. It's a Mm -hmm. detoxifier. And very importantly to us right now, it's an immune booster. And so it works in, and it works to, uh, to it has an anti-aging function as well. And so you're going to link, you're going to use an enzyme called a transferase to link the, the mercury onto the glutathione. Then you've got that as a conjugate. It's this little pair in the cell, like it's like a chaperone. And then you got to get it out of the body. So right. you have a transporter at the cell membrane that's going to, push it out of the body. And that uses energy to do it called ATP and it uses magnesium. So it pushes it from the cell to the blood. Now it's going through circulating through the blood. Now you got filters of the blood. And those filters are dominantly liver number one and kidney number two, and then also some through the skin and some right through the GI tract. But if we look at the liver as the dominant one, Mm-hmm. So the blood's flowing and there's that mercury glutathione complex in there and it goes into the liver and the liver cells, every single liver cell, you can picture it like a rectangle. And on one side, there's blood running past it mm-hmm. and it's grabbing things out of the blood. And on the other side, there's bile, there's a bile tract. So blood here, bile there. And it's a little blood vessel like, but it's a bile vessel called a bile canaliculus. And the toxin is pulled out of the blood and it's dumped into the bile. And then the bile all drains down, comes together into the common bile duct. And that all looks like the, like tree roots upside down, like a tree reaching up into the liver (laughs) and all the roots are these bile ducts. Okay. And then it goes through the gallbladder and into the GI tract. So bile, that green stuff coming out of the liver, we think of that as a digestive fluid because it emulsifies the fats in our food. But it's also the green river of the toxins coming out of the liver and dumping into the GI. Then hopefully from the GI, it moves all the way out to fecal excretion. All right. So cell, to blood, to liver, to bile, to GI, to toilet. Okay. One of the things that get in the way of that, and that's what we'll probably evolve the conversation into, but different things that create inflammation can turn down the, the chemistry in the cell. It can turn down the liver chemistry at the bile aspect. When you're dumping into the bile, that can get blocked. And in fact, just stress itself. You know how when we get stressed out, we can't digest right? Right. You get that upset so, stomach. Yeah, and that's called a sympathetic autonomic tone, fight or flight. Right? right. Fight or flight happens. You have to run or you have to fight and you stop putting energy into this digestion. So you stop the bile flow. So you stop the toxin flow. And then, so you could stop everything at a cellular level. You could stop it at this drainage or filtering level. And then at the GI level, you could dump it into the GI and take it right back into the blood. So those are the major places where you get breakages to it. And those are the places that we intervene. Okay. So there's, so I'm hearing like three points of, of time where really that toxic release can get stopped dead yeah. in its track. So when this is happening it, at any one of those points, would the symptoms be different at, if it's blocked at the different three points, or are the symptoms going to be the same? A little of both. A little now, of both. Okay. If, it, if it's blocked at a cellular level, then the toxicity is more uh, in into us, 
And we're going to have the deeper manifestations of toxicity, the severe fatigue, the brain fog, the thyroid's off, the hormones are off, you don't have any energy. Now, say you start moving and you're starting to get things out of the cells, but you're blocked at a liver level. Okay. Then what happens is the liver starts accumulating the toxins, but then it can't get rid of them. And it kind of freaks out a little and it throws them all back into the blood. Okay. So there's these doors. You got to see these doors. So back to that liver cell, the door into the cell, the door into the bile. Right. right. When the door to the bile is blocked, the door to, into the liver is pumping stuff in and then it builds up. And then there's a door that goes out. It dumps everything back in. Got back it. Out into the blood. And when that happens, then you get itching. And that's from, uh, that's actually from bile salts because bile gets dumped into the blood. But then if the, if the toxins start coming out through the skin and create some immune reaction, then you get rashes. You'll get it's, lower back pain as the kidneys try to keep up with things and the brain fogs get accentuated. The thing that people talk about in terms of negative reactions to detox protocols, and they'll say it's the Herxheimer reaction, which is something technically very different, but it's really the, I feel like crap. Yeah. <laughs> You're trying to detoxify. Exactly. And that's the symptomology of the bile not flowing. Right, right, right. So I love this analogy of, of how this works. So a lot of people like say with eczema psoriasis, that is because it's liver. blocked at the liver level. Yeah. Very interesting. I love that. Okay. And then, you know, the sort of like the psoriasis eczema, like really those inflamed red things, then there's an immunological reaction to right. this stuff coming out. There's an allergic reaction to it, but it's because you will always start when you're treating those kind of cases, you'll always start by making sure the liver's open and then you can tone down the reactivity. Okay, so then um, are there three different approaches to detox in the body based upon where the blockage is? No, there's really only, <laughs> you want to set it all up. <laughs> okay, all right. But if you're, if you're saying, so when I set up a detox, I make sure it's all happening. Mm -hmm. Now, you might have to go in and see, well, this person's really stuck here. So we're really going to focus on that. So say there's three main components to the detox for those three elements. Anytime you set a, a, a detox up, you're going to cover all of those. But right. you have someone who very obviously has this bioflow issue. You might start with just the bioflow stuff, or you might double up on the supplements that are on the bioflow side. All right. Is it important when we're talking about wanting to detox the body? Because that's, we're all exposed to toxins every single day, no matter, you know, even me, who has spent seven years trying to remove toxins from my life. We just are getting it through the air, water. Yeah. It's, it's coming in all it's sources. Totally pure. Right. So making sure that natural function within our body is working is so, so important. But a question I've heard a lot of people say is, well, you've got to make sure the liver is working appropriately before you try to do any kind of a detox. But if the liver's the thing that's blocked, how are you going to get that working in the first place? Is that a double-edged sword? 
No, because if you want to do any detox, the place you start is the liver. Sure, <laughs> it's, right. it's not a double-edged sword. It's the obvious part. Yeah, exactly. So, but in order to get the liver working, you got to detox it. You got to cleanse it. And is detox and cleanse the same? Uh, you know, these, you know, language is a funny thing because language evokes things in us. So you'll use different language because it evokes something in, in people, right? And so the way I think cleanse works with, with how we hear things is I'm going to clear out my GI tract because, you know, I'm constipated. That's got to be cleared out. Maybe I'm going to sweat a little bit and it's uh, sort of a metabolic waste clearing and I'm going to pee out some more. And that's totally related to detox, but it's not necessarily turning up these cellular reactions to link things and pump things out. That's more where we call the detox. One way to look at it is uh, a cellular level of moving things out mm -hmm. of the cell and out of the tissue and then turning up the drainage pathway. So if you're constipated, that whole movement into the GI is not going to work well. If you're not drinking enough, the, the movement of the toxins out through the urine isn't going to work well. And so the cleanse is more getting the flushing capacity going and the detox is more getting the dumping of the cells out and getting the uh, reactions in the liver going. But they're right. always overlapped because the cellular level is going to be blocked when the cleansing or flushing isn't working. And when you open up the flushing, the cells can start releasing more. Okay, got it. Now, let me ask you, you talked about glutathione being important in ATP, and I'm trying to remember back if there was something else. So it, magnesium, magnesium. Oh, my gosh. And that magnesium is so important to have in our body anyways. It, it really truly helps us sleep and, you know, so many other good things too. Let me ask. And all of the calming things help your autonomic nervous system go to the parasympathetic rest, digest, repair, regenerate, detoxify off of fight or flight. So that's another thing that's going to, you can't be all jacked up like this and detox. <laughs> And you can't make what? it like detox this super verb. I got to detox. Because <laughs> as long as you're in that, you're blocking these reactions because they're not necessary for survival in a moment to moment. Here comes the tiger out of the bush thing. I don't got to detox now. I got to run like hell. Right. And, and so your, your perception of stress in your life is actually organizing how much your body will detox or not. Absolutely. So, so then is your first step getting people to um, calm that down and then we go into a whole detox mode? I do it all at once, <laughs> you know, unless there's something <laughs> sticking out like a sore thumb, like I got to bring that down. And this will come back to your, this brings us back to your question. You said, well, how can I get the liver working? Uh, it, you know, if I want to detox, I got to get this going, but don't I have to detoxify it? First thing you got to get going is the bioflow. And okay. this can be as simple as, you know, our old time, you know, elixir, the bitters. Yeah. Swedish like bitters is, these are bitter compounds that affect the taste buds and receptors in the stomach and throughout the body that open up 
the flow of bile. That's why they're used for digestion. They open up the flow of bile and that's opening up the movement of toxins back out. And then as we get deeper into the other elements you need for that, there's one called phosphatidylcholine, which you can either get directly or make it from choline in your diet. And that is something that's a continuous part of the bioflow that's keeping it fluid. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that happens before it all locks up, it starts gelling. And then these things like bile stones or or bile sludge and, uh, that they'll see in ultrasounds, those are preceded by gelling. And it's all from not moving the bile fast enough. So people who get their gallbladders removed, that's a secondary problem to sluggish bile flow. So we mm. can start by opening up and flowing that. And just to go a little farther, like how do people know they have that? All right. So they might, after they eat, like a, a fatty meal because it's a digestion for fat. They might experience uh, heaviness in their intestines. They might uh, up in the, it's called the upper right quadrant. If you put your hand on the lower part of your ribs on the mm -hmm. right side, that right under there is the liver and, and to the outer side is the gallbladder. And so you feel this heaviness or tenderness in there you might get that itching because as the the bile's trying to go, it might end up backing back in the blood. That's one of the ways I know I need some bitters and PC is I just start itching. You know, I grew up very itchy and I, you know, you're convinced that you just need to put Lubriderm all over yourself. I'm not using <laughs> any moisturizer anymore. I don't need it. And I live in Colorado, you know, it's dry as a bone out here. Yeah. It was just, I had to get all that flowing right. So there'll be GI symptoms. There'll be heaviness. Uh, you might have some brain fog. It's all because things really aren't moving right. That's really interesting. Okay, so tell me, this is off topic, I believe. I go off on these tangents here. But I have discovered, for instance, iceberg lettuce. So you were talking about eating fatty things in your bile getting blocked up. So if I eat iceberg lettuce, I guarantee within 30 minutes of having that meal, I need to be in the proximity of a restroom and I'm going to spend some time on the toilet. And it's just iceberg lettuce. It's not, uh, it's not other dark leafy greens. No, I can eat uh, spring greens. I can eat spinach, but romaine and iceberg lettuce it within is usually about 20 minutes. It is just like a flush through my system. Yeah. yeah. There's something in there in those that's unique to those uh, forms of lettuce that's not in the others that you hyperreact to. Yeah. Uh, I remember back in the 80s, you know, they used to talk about iceberg lettuce having these opioids in it that would do the opposite and make you more constipated. Right. And uh, because uh, original wild lettuce has wild opiums in them. Uh, and, but something in there you react to yeah. uh, immunologically, and your immune system goes, oh, I don't like this, flush it out. Did you know that many of us have symptoms of toxin overload in our bodies, but we don't even know it? Signs of a toxic overload could be headaches, fatigue, insomnia, skin issues like acne and psoriasis, and hormonal imbalances, and the list just keeps on going. 
But the problem I had, and I'm sure many of you have had, is how can you know how well you're managing your toxic risk? That's why I've put together a free toxic risk assessment that will help you discover what products might be contributing to your toxic symptoms and what small changes you can make to detox and cleanse your health. After you take the assessment, you're going to get my free toxic free home shopping guide. This is the easy button for finding the right products to shop for. These are the products I've been using in my home and the products I give my stamp of approval on. Take your free assessment now at amycarlson.com to get on the path of detoxing and cleansing your health. Okay, so one of the things that you were talking about earlier was the production of glutathione. The glutathione has is one of the binders to getting the toxins out of our body, right? And glutathione is one of the anti-aging, you know, factors in our body, probably because it's removing the toxins. Um, what can we do? Uh, to increase because isn't glutathione production one of those things that slows down with age or am I off with that? Oh, it totally slows down with age. It slows down with a, with, with a number of factors. They're usually inflammatory factors, but age brings up inflammation. So you want to bring glutathione up. It's so, so crucial for you. And like I said before, it's a major factor in your immune system, especially in viral defense. And so you need to bring up glutathione levels. So how are you going to do that? And so you can use precursors to glutathione. You can do things like IV and nebulize. And then my favorite tool is the liposome, uh, liposomal glutathione. And that's got to be made just right to make it work. So glutathione, if you take a capsule of glutathione, you're going to break most of it down in your intestines back down to the three amino acids that it's made from. It's made from glutamate, glycine, and cysteine. Okay. So you take all three of those amino acids, but the limiting one tends to be the cysteine. And the way that people take that is usually N-acetylcysteine. So N-acetylcysteine, 500 milligrams a day will help build up the glutathione. But when people are either very toxic or have some chronic infections, they don't synthesize the glutathione real well. So we want to go to some way direct. Now, IVs get you a ton in right away, but you're not really made to move them around real well and you flush them out real quick. Uh, And then, you know, it's and right then maybe you get a lot, but day to day to day to day, that's when you need this. And that's where I like to use a liposomal glutathione. And we make a sublingual liposomal glutathione that absorbs right through the mouth and then you swallow it. The rest goes in. And that was really our first, you know, real cut. Well, first we made a a metal binder for the stomach, like charcoal specifically for for heavy metals. And then we made glutathione. It was sort of this push-pull thing. Glutathione will get it down there. And then the binder in the intestines will prevent you from ever... uh, you know, from ever reabsorbing it. And as that draws all that out, it kind of signals your body to throw more down there. So the liposome with the glutathione was, was a big, big move forward for us. That's really interesting because I see a holistic dentist uh, when I'm down in Arizona and I had some algam- uh what do you call them? Al- you know, mercury fillings taken out of my mouth that for whatever reason were still there. And they gave me charcoal before they went into doing, you know, so that I could 
not absorb if, if I mean, they used a metal dent. You should have seen it. I felt like I was in, yeah. I, you know, everybody's in half. What's that? Who worked on you? Do you remember his name? Um, oh my gosh. It's called my dentist in Arizona in Mesa, Arizona. There's three different doctors in the office. Okay. Oh, that's, but, that's no problem. I just know a lot of those guys down there, but they're, they're using, you know, probably the smart protocol from IMT, the dental dam, and then they'll rinse you out with charcoal. Some will use chlorella afterward because you're grinding this stuff up. It's all over the place. And, and they want to pick it all back up and you spit oh, it out. They had this big, huge, you know, elephant looking thing, you know, oh, yes. yeah. Yeah. I was in a full mask and the, I, I was in a hazmat oh, suit. Every, yeah, it was. Right. Yeah, oh, they did the whole nine yards. That's great. Yeah. Well, and you, and you think about, OK, wait a minute. Look at how they're dressed and they're dressing me, you know, protecting me. In hazmat suits. You know, and this has I been in my mouth. <laughs> And then the ADA will say, oh, it's no problem to get in, but it's really a problem taking it out. You know, don't take them out because you'll get more exposure when you take them out. But that's it's true, but it's totally preventable. So if you take somebody, and I've measured this, like you take somebody and you just send them to a regular dentist mm-hmm. and, uh, and you say, yeah, I want my amalgams, my silver fillings out, and I'm going to put the white composites in. And they drill them out with high-speed drills, all those vapors in the air. There's, you're sucking it all up. You'll see the mercury levels in the blood rise so high. It's just crazy. But then when you do it like you did and control everything, you don't see any exposure at all. So why doesn't the ADA just teach you how to use the exposure prevention to get this damn stuff out of you? Hey, don't talk to me about the FDA, ADA, you know, all those governing bodies, because sometimes it's like, I don't think they have half the brain, you know, thinking, okay, so (laughs) that's another tangent that we can go on. Uh, So we're talking about, you know, developing the glutathione. Now you talked about liposomal, and I really want the listeners to understand liposomal because my understanding with it is when you take something and it's in a liposomal form, if I'm even using the right verbiage there, it is more bio usable by the body. We can actually absorb it and use it. And that's really important to know, right? Yes, yeah. So the, the term bioavailable is like how it gets into the system. Right. And these are called delivery systems. How do you take a capsule, a liquid? Then there's this thing called liposome, which is a liquid, but in the liquid picture that we put glutathione in the in the into some water, and then we put these things called phospholipids, and the dominant one is phosphatidylcholine. In fact, I mentioned it because it's a big part of bioflow, okay. but it's what all your cell membranes are made out of, and the membranes of the organelles, the little cellular parts that generate all the reactions, they're all made out of this same stuff. And when we put that in the liquid with the glutathione, if we We have to put it in a certain way, and there's all this physics and chemistry involved. And it spontaneously forms these little bubbles, and they entrap some of the water with the glutathione. Now, when we make these small enough, and you'll know if you look at a product and it's thick or milky, these are going to be real big particles. They won't absorb well. But if it's liquid and transparent, you can see through it, then these are small enough that they'll absorb right through the mucous membranes in the mouth, right into the capillaries, and right into the blood. Yeah. And they're going to take this thing that can't get into the GI tract well, 
and it's going to take it right into the blood, this immediacy to the absorption. So that's what a liposome is. And if we say nano emulsion, so there's nano liposome, that just means it's in this very small size. Mm -hmm. And then there's nano emulsion. So an emulsion is like a salad dressing. It's oil and water mixed. Mm -hmm. So you think of that sphere we made out of phosphatidylcholine. We had water and glutathione in it. Now in the nano emulsion, the sphere on the outside is still phosphatidylcholine, but in the inside, it's an oil droplet. And there's oil-soluble things in there like vitamin D, vitamin A, CBD, maybe something like resveratrol. So we make the particle to hold the different compound according to its chemistry. And right. then we can mix those together if we want to make a really fancy brew like our liver <laughs> sauce for opening up all the liver pathways. We can mix all these things together. So that's how we get bioavailability. And that's really crucial to how we do this detox because we've been talking about these paths, cell to blood, blood to the liver, liver to the GI. With the high bioavailability, we can get all the compounds we want into the body all at once. Because if you're taking capsules, one may absorb fast, one absorbs slow, one absorbs super slow. Now, if we want to get toxins to dump into the GI and then take binders like char charcoal to get it, you need everything to go in at once. And that's what happens with these liposomes and nanoemulsions. All all of the compounds you choose come to bear on the problem at once. Get the cell to dump the toxins out, the liver to take it, dump it into the bile. And then 30 minutes after you initiate that, you come in with toxin binders to prevent the reabsorption. And because of that bioavailability and that immediacy, you can stage these things. Dump, catch, and you're done. And release. <laughs> I love Dump, catch. Release will come a little later. Okay. <laughs> I think lettuce, it'll come faster. Yeah, there you go. I love that. I love that. So then are your protocols, I got two questions to go forward here, but are your protocols with your, um, your supplements to take, uh, is, there, is it a series that you have to take? Do you take them for an extended period of time? How does that work? Yeah. Okay. So first, within a within a day, we're going to load all these things we want together to activate detox. And if we're going to calm down the brain, we'll put that in at the same time. So Ooh. say CBD, glutathione, and uh, what we call our, our liver sauce, or maybe it's the bitter. So all the things for detox come at once. Mm -hmm. Half hour later, this cocktail of binders, charcoal, clay, the metal binder we made, mm -hmm. kytosan, all at once. All right, so that's how we stage it within a day. Okay. Now, over longer periods of time, you have time on, time off. And we'll do either five days on, two days off, and that's really easy for people because Monday through Friday, I detox on the weekend, I take a break. Or we do 10 days straight on, four days off. So that's a small cycle of on and off. Okay. Now, how many of those do we string together? Minimum of a month of doing that. Uh, a month to three months is your average detox. Some people are going in for five or six for really getting in deep. Mm -hmm. uh, but month to three really does most of, of what we want to do. Awesome. So, and then is there like a maintenance program that you would go on? And we titrate up the dose. So month one is less than month two and less than month three. Okay. So we're bringing up to a higher dose. And then what do you want to do for maintenance, right? Okay. So that 
dump the toxin, catch it. We call it push catch. In fact, we have a little protocol, push catch, liver detox. And then we <laughs> add things on that we need, like the glutathione or the CBD or, or cat's claw. Or, and so maintenance then, you can either take your push catch and you know every weekend do one or two cycles of that, or every quarter you're going to go through a box, which will take 10 days. Now, one of the more important things than even that periodic detox is knowing what was your biggest problem. So let's just go back to the file. Yeah. And this is more common with women than it is with men. Uh, Women have more gallbladder removals and they tend to lock up there a little bit more because one of the things that can lock you up is estrogen dominance. So they're more prone to having periods of estrogen dominance. Yes. Uh, and just since I said that, I should tell you that the thing that unlocks it is progesterone. <laughs> so in the hormone balance, uh, it's, it's really and progesterone are the two sides of the female equation. Uh, all right. So say it's that. Well, that means you need to integrate into your lifestyle bitters and phosphatidylcholine. Maybe you're not taking them all the time, but you're taking them pretty often. Nice. And okay. Oh, I just ate, ate a big meal. I'm going to take some bitters or I'm going to eat a big meal. Let me get the digestion flow. Or, you know, oh, I'm a little itchy. I'm just going to go take some bitters. You got to know what you're prone to and what the antidote uh, for that is or what the lifestyle remedy to keep that more flowing is. That, or you have more GI up, then you're going to take binder more often. Okay. That is so, this has been so enlightening for me because I had a Chinese doctor actually recommend that I take bitters daily and, you know, based upon, you know, issues that he saw with my body and I never understood why. And now I do. Yeah, that, that is fantastic. Okay, so a couple questions for you. Can you detox too fast? Is there... Uh, now, the more you align all that, the faster you can detox. You know, I, I was working in the autism community for the last decade. And in the early years, we'd start so slow with these kids. Right. And then as I came to understand how to get the bioflow and the binders organized right, and how to use CBD to calm down their hyper-irritated state, boom, I go right into like adult-style detoxes really fast with them. Now, you still can't go too fast sometimes and say just that transport system can't move fast enough for it, and then you'll be symptomatic. You might be tired. You might be feeling kind of crappy. Then you just stop and you know, take a day or two, take more binder, more bitters, and let that clear out. But don't take anything else like glutathione. And then come back in at half the dose. Half the, yeah. 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 And then, you know, go through a cycle or two like that, and then come up to a higher dose. There's always the titration curve from this is low to high, always that curve. But where do we enter into that curve? The sensitive end enters in here. The average person enters in here. Someone who's been doing a lot of stuff and they want to go up to the pro detox, they enter in here and they hit hard right away. Right. Right. I and love it. Yeah, I'm that guy and it was too much. Just pull back. Pull right. back. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Great to know. The other question I've got, do you do much work with um, people who have the MHTFR gene? And oh, yeah, I, and with MTHFR, uh, they're like 
there's MTHFR non-symptomatic and MTHFR symptomatic. So MTHFR is this gene for the methyl tetrahydrofolate <clears throat> reductase enzyme, and that's turning the cycle of methylation of B vitamins interacting with the methionine cycle. And what people often miss is that interacts with NAD, energy generation cycle. And uh, people have this mutation are not so good at turning over the remethylation of the folate. Right. And so then it's a lot of, you know, these interlocking cycles get a little slowed down and it's hard for them to detox well. Right. And so you need to get that working more smoothly. Now, the early intervention was to give them already methylated folate, but that doesn't help the turning wheel. Okay. And that would cause other issues. And what right. they found is that the main cofactor to the MTHFR enzyme was vitamin B2, riboflavin. And okay. there was MTHFR non-symptomatic and MTHFR symptomatic. And the people who had the symptoms of poor methylation were also low in B2. And if you gave more B2, the whole thing worked better. Nice and to know. That ended up to be the most important thing there. Uh, we just made a, we just made a product for that called methyl charge, which helps stimulate that turnover of those cycles. And so, who is the symptomatic one? Just so we throw that out there, because people will be asking. Symptomatic poor methylators tend uh, there's this sort of psychology about them. They're ambitious. They want to do a lot, but when they're symptomatic, they're depressed and they're tired, mm -hmm. and so they can't do a lot. They tend to have a lot of often have high histamines in their blood. So you might see them flush a lot. They might be very reactive to foods and that'll bring a brain fog to them. And you get that all working better and all of a sudden the brain fog goes away and depression is actually from the brain fog. Depression is neuroinflammation. That goes away, the histamine's clear and they have more energy and they feel better. You just described me. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you wouldn't have brought it up if you weren't that one. Well, and I, I see it a lot in my community. I, I see some of the, you know, telltale signs and, and, you know, sometimes I think that might be an issue, you know, for them. So um, I definitely want to go ahead. So they just need to supplement to help that while they're doing this. And maybe if they're doing, you know, five milligrams of B2 a day, normally they'll have to go to 10 while they're doing this. Got it. Got it. So All right. we'll charge the product we just put out that's just about that. We put it out to interact with our NAD product, which is a which is an anti-aging product. And just if people should know if they're taking NAD supporting supplements, it will drain their methylation. Uh, it'll drain their methyl groups. And so they need to support methylation. Those two go hand in hand. Okay. Yeah, I love that. I love that. You're I, if you over support methylation without supporting NAD, you'll crash your NAD levels and crash your mitochondria. So <laughs> balance. We're all about the balance, right? I love that. Now we talked before we got going because we're oh we're coming to the end. I can't believe it. This time is going so quickly. Um, I'm just just glued to every word you're saying. I want to know about a program. You were talking about you've got a brand new program coming out uh, to talk our audience yeah. about. Yeah. And so, you know, everybody's worried about immune. And, and you know, recently we've made a lot of uh, immune products, including this cool one called Immune Charge. It's a little shot that's got this huge doses of vitamin C, elderberry, vitamin D, vitamin A, and some K and E. So mm -hmm. this is all the vitamin input to like 
boosts your immune system. But that's sort of like, oh, I got to get it up right now. Long term, how do you develop a deep, robust immune system? You have okay. to get the toxins out. Because immune, immune function and toxicity are inversely related. Yes. Immune uh, toxins drive down the robustness of your immune system. Now, remember, glutathione is an integral part in your immune system. You use it with your immune cells to make special compounds to kill things. And if, the glu- if your mercury load sucking down your glutathione, then your immune system's down. There's a whole number of ways in which toxins bring down your immune system. So right. We want real robust immunity. We have to get rid of these toxins. And then we want to build up a cellular vitality and a cardiometabolic vitality. And we call it cardiometabolic clarity, that you burn your inputs well. And this, you know, a lot of these compounds that are in there go along with activating the same things that are activated when you lower carbohydrates or go onto a keto diet. And those interact with detox because you start moving fat deposits out. So it's Mm -hmm. called AMPK activation. So we're leading people through a program to first go into a detoxification protocol using these push-catch principles and then go for this cardiometabolic clarity and we'll encourage them to do some intermittent fasting, which is as simple as no breakfast, start with lunch. It's just a longer period of time Mm -hmm. between dinner and your first meal the next day. We want that like 16, even 18 hours. And during that time, you go and you clean, you clean, you clean, and you regenerate. Mm -hmm. And so we'll be giving uh, products. We have one called Keto Before Six because it puts you into ketosis really quick. And then at night, you can still eat carbs. And uh, another one called Inflamtor. It's about this mechanism called mTOR for uh, autophagy. And so as you get into this, we'll see that, yeah, there's moving toxins out, but then there's taking out toxic tissue and damaged tissue. And that's called autophagy, self-eating. And like damaged mitochondria is the thing that we feel the most because they're not making energy for us. So mitophagy is when you go and you remove them and take them out. And you do that when you're in this fasted state, even Mm -hmm. if it's just these 16 hours, as long as we hit the triggers to activate that chemistry. And so this this program over the uh, late summer into the fall is to clear out toxins and then clear out old tissue and then build this this uh, thing called NAD, which turns up the energy generation in the body. And that will get you to deep levels of not just optimal wellness, but, you know, well, not just optimal in immune function, but whole optimal wellness. Right. Energy will crank, you'll burn through things, you'll think clearly, and you'll just be, man, why didn't I get here before? <laughs> exactly. So then, so that part of that process, when you talk about, because I've heard autophagy and autopsis, is it autopsis used kind of hand in hand? Oh, uh, autophagy and apoptosis. Apoptosis. There you go. Ape, uh, autophagy is a more controlled version of apoptosis. Okay. Uh, and the least controlled version is called necrosis. That's when tissue just dies and be, and just, you know, you're rotting. Right. It's, it's a very bad thing to have. <laughs> Not good. Uh, apoptosis is something we want when we've developed cancer cells and you want your body to go have trigger the cells to self-destruct. Whole cells, whole periods of tissue self-destructing in a pretty controlled way. Okay. Now, autophagy is more, it's not like, oh my God, everything went crazy. We got to kill this thing. 
it's more like, all right, this cell's old and the membranes aren't working right anymore. This mitochondria is not working right. And you'll pull, like if it's mitophagy, you pull it into a little sack and digest it. And then you can reuse the parts. Uh, and those are called autophagosomes. And so autophagy is this constant maintenance and repair and removing. It's like pruning a tree. Yeah. Uh, apoptosis is like, oh my God, that whole side of the tree there is, is gotta go. Yeah. Please cut it off and it doesn't look as pretty anymore. Yeah. And necrosis, the tree just falls over, you know, into your house and takes your house down. Uh, I love this because I, I've been doing intermittent fasting now for quite some time since at least the beginning of the year on a very daily basis. It's great, isn't it? It, I have more energy. And let me tell you, well, first of all, I, I think I eat a fairly clean, you know, diet, but I, I the, the midsection, you know, just going into intermittent section, I'm like, my husband keeps saying, you're looking really good. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, don't have that fat roll going on anymore. That was a major change for me going into that. And the energy level just oh. Straight through the day, you know, I wake up, I drink coffee, I take some supplements and then I sail, you know, depending on how ravenous I am, somewhere (laughs) 12 and 2, I'll eat my first meal and then I'll eat dinner and then there's, and there's no snacking. It's just like, there's food in there. I'm not hungry at all. Once your body gets used to store and release, store and release, not take, 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 take. And doesn't take long for it to shift into that. And then you're like, why did I ever do that? Why did I ever eat breakfast? I mean, it's just nuts. Um, tell our listeners how they can get a hold of you for this eight-week program that's going to start later in July, going in, you know, later in the summer. And then also, if they're just interested in getting on these supplements that you're talking about, you know, to really help boost their and and I would really love to be able to, and we can talk about this off interview, but I'd love to have something I can put out onto this podcast because this is what we do. Just going to quicksilverscientific.com, you can you can come and you can uh, you can look at the educational material there. YouTube, we have a Quicksilver Scientific channel there, and if you Google the or if you get on YouTube and you search for our channel, you'll see like a million little videos about all the products. But then you'll see a thirty hour and a half long videos deeply going into this. And if you look for the one on push catch detox on black box two, uh, or the ones on a, uh, uh, keto or MPK or NAD, you'll learn much, much more about all this. Now, uh, you can also uh, create accounts on there. You can shop on there and, uh, you can get on the newsletter list and then we'll roll out soon. We haven't rolled out the program. It's just, they're lining it all up right now and they're going <laughs> to roll it, it out real soon. And, uh, and it'll come with a lot of educational material to lead you through the whole process. But, uh, Amy, I'll get you all linked into that, uh, so that you can you know do it and, and push your people through that. Uh, and it'll be a great thing for all of us. I love that. So quicksilverscientific.com is where we want to go. Yep. And YouTube, yep. Quicksilver and Scientific. Real, like in a couple of weeks, 
there'll be a, a new, what you're going to go to now is essentially the practitioner website. Uh, and it's more gauge for practitioners. A new website will come that's a lot simpler, more for uh, direct to the consumer, and the practitioners will go uh, to the older site. So if okay. you see that pop up in the next couple of, of weeks, you know, that's what's going on. Awesome. Uh, Dr. Shade, any final thoughts you want to leave our audience with? You have been such a wealth of information. I, I just am so appreciative of your time. Absolutely. Well, of course, remember we said the autonomic nervous system, how we perceive stress is like blocking us from detox right. and locking up that gallbladder. So we need to calm down and breathe through things. We need to learn self-soothing techniques and breathing techniques and meditative techniques are really the best for that. And there's even ones on your phone mm -hmm. uh, that have that go with headphones that do these little things called binaural beats in the brain and meditate you down into different states. And uh, so you can look for that and, and integrate that into your detox. Calm yourself down like that and take the supplements then. Uh, CBD and GABA are chemical ways to do that, but it's better we do both of those and learn how to settle ourselves down because that's how we're going to live long. Just Oh, two words on preventing your exposure, since you do talk about this all the time. Dental amalgams are the worst <laughs> offenders there is. You might, if you eat tons of fish, you can get more mercury from that. But having the dental amalgams, you're swallowing mercury all the time. The mercury is actually blocking this path from liver, uh, liver to GI. And so it's actually blocking detox itself while you're inhaling the mercury. And so getting those out and getting them out properly through mm -hmm. dentists that are trained in holistic dentistry, they usually use something called the SMART protocol mm -hmm. uh, from IAOMT, making that sure that that's done right. And then fish is your other biggest source of mercury exposure. Uh, if you see Tony Robbins talk about his experience with mercury toxicity and how we found it out and how he detoxed. How did he detox? He came to me and we gave him a detox protocol. It was all from eating really big fish high on the food chain. It was, uh, it was tuna and swordfish all the time and you can get extraordinarily high levels. So even the EPA websites, there's lots of websites out there that show levels of mercury in different fish. If you stick with smaller fish, now let's go all the way down to the smallest, anchovies and sardines, you can eat those every day, every meal, and never have mercury toxicity. Whereas if you're eating you know, two, three pieces of tuna a week, you can have mercury toxicity, no problem. And there's everywhere in between. I tend to like wild-caught salmon. The levels are low. The nutrients are high. And if you just choose appropriately, you don't have to go you know, cold turkey and avoid all fish. Right. Well, and that's, you know, my listeners are very familiar with the word bioaccumulation and, and in our bodies, you know, with the toxic exposures. Well, what Dr. Shade is talking about is that bioaccumulation in the food chain, uh, you know, that, that there's toxicity down here at this level, but the more you go up that food chain, that bioaccumulation becomes higher and higher and higher. Exactly, exactly. So the bigger fish that are really carnivorous and swim a lot to eat, they're the highest. The shark is pretty much the highest. Actually, dolphins and whales are higher, but, uh, you know, shark, swordfish, tuna, those big, big guys, those are the ones. Oh, wow. Thank you so much for the information. Um, are you out on social media at all for people to connect or just go to the uh, Quicksilver yeah. uh, uh, 
in in on Instagram. Uh, ah, yep. There's Quicksilver Scientific and there's Dr. Christopher Shade, and uh, you'll find find lots of that. I'm on Facebook, but you're you know you, you're not really going to find me there. <laughs> you know? I understand. That's all, that's all personal personal yeah. one. So the Instagram is is really the the one, but you go to the website that'll connect yep. you in all these ways to stay connected. Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge today. I so appreciate you. Oh, that was great. Thank you. That's all for this episode of The Toxin Terminator. And we hope we've helped you remove the hidden toxins in your life for renewed health. If you're looking to continue your journey towards full rejuvenation, reach out to Amy directly by visiting amycarlson.com for your own one-on-one chat session, as well as your free toxic risk assessment. That's A-I-M-E-E carlson.com. And remember, you are just one small change away from renewed health.